So the child, who was then called Angelos, was impressed by what had heard and was attracted to such a life. He decided to go to the holy mountain and become a monk. He was very young. He was too young, though, for that thing, and his parents would not let him. So he decided to live in secret. He attempted twice to get to the holy mountain, but he failed. On one of his attempts, there was a very nice uh, incident happening, which happened on the, on, on the ferry as he was going to the holy mountain. Uh, he was um, alone, of course, without any money and without any provisions. And he looked poor and destitute. So one uh, woman who was uh, <coughs> having uh, a little snack with her family on, uh, on the deck of the ferry offered him uh, a slice of bread, a sandwich actually, uh, which was bread with sardines. And uh, the other woman, another woman who was looking, said to her, why do you give him food to eat? He's uh, a little tramp. He's, he's um, you know, taking chances. So the woman said, uh, yes, probably, but I do feel pity for such, for such little children. So um, I wanted to give him that. So little Angelus heard the word, Alitopedo, child of the street. And he said he wasn't hurt, but he felt that that was a very uh, honorable title to have for the sake of Christ. <coughs> and even once he asked when he, or later when he was a monk, he said, after his death, I want you to write on my tomb the little trump of Christ, the Alitopedo to Christu. Eventually he managed to go to the holy mountain and there um, he was, uh, God sent him to stay with two very uh, strict but very devout and wise elders who were brothers, uh, <coughs> physical brothers who also lived together as monks on the holy mountain. And with, he stayed with them. They spiritually adopted him, the little boy, and they taught him gradually the monastic life more with their example than with uh, elaborate teaching and uh, um, words. Father Porphyrios, the child then, and he admired his elders, and he admired their um, dedication to Christ and their exact, diligent, monastic life. He said they told him to go and pray. They gave him a prayer rope to go and say the Jesus prayer, to attend the services and work. What they insisted on, as it was and still is the practice on the Holy Mountain, is, of course, prayer, work, and obedience. So they uh, wanted him to be obedient, and he was very obedient to them, except for once, he said, when they asked him not to read a certain book, but he was so curious to reach and uh, see that book. It was the, 
Saint uh, Simeon the New Theologian, I think. Uh, and uh, so he got this book and eventually did this. Uh, he regretted it later on and he realized that he shouldn't disobey in any way and he never again disobeyed. He was very obedient and happily obedient, he said. He, was, he, did, he practiced joyous obedience. He didn't think that he had to do it. He didn't force himself to do it. He was joyful to hear and sense what his spiritual fathers wanted him to do. His elders wanted him to do and he would do it. And this is how he spent um, several years with his elders. One day, there was a critical moment in his life when he went to church to pray. He liked to go early, uh, much earlier than the morning service would start, and be in the church and prepare himself, say his own prayers. So he was in the church preparing, saying his prayers, when uh, another ascetic father who lived nearby, who was, however, as Father Porfirio said, a secret saint, an unknown saint. Very few people knew, knew about him. Very few people knew about him. And, but he was a holy man. And his holiness was revealed that night to, to uh, Father Porfirios when in the church when he went to pray, this man was called Dimas, or the Dimas, who was Russian. Uh, he went to pray in the church, and thinking that he was by himself, not watched by anyone, he engaged in a kind of orthodox, but, uh, genuine, charismatic prayer. He communicated with God in a way that doesn't look very conventional, but uh, the saints understand that this is uh, the way uh, a child of God would refer to God in freedom, love, and fear of God. So he said, Father Porfirio said he, he prayed in, with all his mind and body and um, making sounds of adoration without saying necessarily words. Father Porfirios thought that this was extraordinary and he realized that he was watching uh, genuine uh, communication between God and his servant in the Holy Spirit. And he couldn't have enough of this. He wanted to absorb from this grace that was um, released from this event. And indeed, he, as he said, God's grace came through the prayers of, Saint, of Father Dimas, and of course by the will of God, to Saint Porphyrius, who of course was ready for it. That's why the grace of God came to him in such a profound way. And he felt an extraordinary love for God and joy and peace. Then he received Holy Communion in the liturgy, which of course is the act of real 
between God and the worshiper. And if one is prepared in the way that Father Porphyrios is, Holy Communion confers upon the person extraordinary sense of the presence of God. So Father Porphyrios was ready to receive the grace uh, through the prayer of Brother Dimas, but especially through Holy Communion. And once he had received Holy Communion, he said he went out in a state of spiritual, holy spiritual uh, jubilation. And he said he shouted with, the, with joy, uh, glory to your God, glory to your God. And he was jumping, he said, in the fields for joy, much in the same way as the hymn of the resurrection of Pascha nice, asks us to to skirtan, uh, to jump for joy. And Father Porphyrius knew exactly what this meant. That's why later on he explained it, what it means to jump for joy at the joy of the resurrection, at the event of the resurrection. So he himself jumped. He said, if anybody had watched me, they would have thought that I was, had gone completely mad. But often he said, he said, but I was mad for Christ, he said. And this was the beginning of a new phase in his life. God gave him the gift, the extraordinary uh, gifts. Ordinary, extraordinary for us, but for the life of the church and for the saints, uh, this is an, not an unusual situation. This is the manifestation of the uh, event of Pentecost, of the descent of the Holy Spirit upon those who are ready to receive and uh, <coughs> cultivate the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So um, this was given to him, an extraordinary gift by our own standards of um, conveying to us prophetically the will of God a gift of seeing through the hearts of other people, a, a gift of seeing through the uh, eyes of God, the world, and helping people. These such gifts are given to the saints not to impress, uh, not uh, to make followers, obedient followers, uh, but to help the church, to strengthen the church, and to help people who really and genuinely want to find God. In freedom, God doesn't enslave people through the manifestation of his power, but very gently communicates through his saints with those who have a little, at least a little opening in their heart to accept him and to follow him. And uh, this was given to St. Porphyrios early on so that in his youth already he would start doing the work of God and uh, witnessing the love of Christ amongst us, amongst people. After that, a manifestation of this gift that was given to him uh, happened 
he said, uh, first of all, he said he could have a much more profound sense of everything around him, even nature, even birds, plants, flowers. He could understand them, and now we see, understand their purpose, their meaning, their language, what they wanted to do, to say, what is their purpose. And this explains <coughs> to us what the saint says, and Maximus, the professor, when he speaks about the the reasons, the logi, the purpose that is built in everything uh, in the creation. The saints can see that through the Holy Spirit. He said once, Father Porphyrius, he said he heard a nightingale singing on its own in, uh, by the river. And he was so moved. He felt that this was a revelation from God to him that the whole creation sings praises to God without expecting anything in return. He said, my little bird, he spoke to the bird, why are you singing so beautifully? Why your chest is uh, pounding with, with force to produce better and louder voice? You know that, or on, that you are on your own, that nobody is listening, and then you don't care. You do it because you love it. You do it because... Uh, one is listening, someone is listening, and that's your God and Creator, and this is enough for you. And he prayed to God that he would live like this bird, that he would sing, Father Porfirio said that he would sing the praises of God, glorify God, just for God, without worrying about what others would say or what the reception would be. Christ, who makest light to shine, cleanse my soul from every sin. Through the power of thy cross and save me. O Christ, who makest light to shine, cleanse my soul from every sin. Through the prayers of Archangel Gabriel and save me. O Christ, who makest light to shine, cleanse my soul from every sin. By the prayers of the Theotokos, and save me.